start with the the precepts. Aham bhante isarene saha atang samanagatang uposate silang dhammang yachami Anugang katawa silang data me bhante tudiyampi aham bhante Isarinasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Damang Yachami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Nibhanti Tadiyampi Ahambanti Isarinasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Dhammang Yachami Anugang Katawa Silang Dita Mepanti Yamang Vadamitang Vadita Namutasa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Sarananga-chami Sanghang Sarananga Chami Tadiyampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Dhammang Sarananga Chami Sanghang Sarananga Chami Isaranagamanang Paripunang Panati Pata Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Adinadana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrakmacharya Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Savada, Veda Mini Sikapadang Samadhyami, Sura Medeya, Majapa Madatana, Veda Mini Sikapadang Samadhyami, Vikala Bojana. Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Nachagita Vadita Visukadasana Malagandha Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Uchasayana Masayana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Now for the sharing of merit Idang me punyang Idang me silang 
Asavakayang Pecha Utu Idang Me Punyang Sabasatanang Bagimi Tesabe Mesamang Punyabagang Labantu Now that we have taken the precepts, uh, I think we are uh, in a Buddhist mood. <laughs> so, uh, we, by recalling uh, uh, some of the Buddhist stories, we will uh, try to re- relieve, relieve again, you know, and uh, try to, to put ourselves in that historic, historical context. So, uh, now I will relate the, the history that happened uh, in the Buddha's time, and probably all of you know the story, but nevertheless, just try to recapitulate, re- re- recapitulate the, uh, the event. And it was uh, the story about uh, the king uh, Jata Sattu. And uh, the, the story also is mentioned in the Diga Nikaya, in the, the fruit of a recluse ship, Samanyapala. And it's about a king, his name was Ajatasattu. And uh, one night he was uh, with his ministers, you know, on his palace, and uh, then he was wondering uh, which, uh, it was the full moon night, and he was wondering uh, which uh, recluse or uh, shall I go and see that uh, will calm down my mind, will bring peace to my mind. And then he was discussing with his minister, whom shall we go and see? So. It is interesting that, it, that uh, in these days India was uh, having the, these possibilities and the recluse or the ascetics, they were also uh, one of the caste of, uh, of, uh, of the Indian uh, society in these days. So anyway, uh, after uh, uh, discussions with these uh, ministers, then they came to the conclusion that uh, they will go and see the Buddha who was living in the mango grove of one of the, uh, actually, uh, one of his uh, member of, uh, of his court, and uh, this was the, 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 the doctor Jivaka. So, uh, then they make everything ready, they, uh, they put, you know, all the things on the elephants, and then with the queens, and, the, and all the army, I mean, a lot of people just going to the woods outside the city of uh, Rajgara. So they go in the night like this, you know, with the elephants. And uh, when they come uh, closer and closer to the place where uh, the Buddha was staying, then uh, then they they, uh, they got down because the road was not uh, permitting to to have the elephants uh, going further. And then they started to go in the in the tracks in the woods, you know, just. Uh, to come closer to that place where the, the monks and the Buddha was. And uh, then the first the reaction that the, the, the king had when he came to such a quietness was that he thought that, uh, his, uh, that there was an ambush, that they were going to, uh, to capture him and, and make a kind of... Uh, uh, you know, they, they are playing a trick to him so that he can uh, he can get captured. And uh, then the, his minister said, "No, no, no, don't worry. You know, this is uh, it's like that. We, there is nothing uh, nothing wrong. And uh, these monks are very quiet, and uh, everything is quiet. This is the 
this is the nature of uh, this, uh, that community. So then they approached, and then they saw uh, the community of, of the monks, and uh, together with the Buddha. And then the, he asked, uh, the king asked, is a minister or among the monks, among the, the, the group of people there, who is the Buddha? He could not even recognize him. So, uh, then he said, no, it's the, it's the one uh, close to the central pillar. So they approached the Buddha, and uh, then the king told the Buddha, how peaceful this is, how sublime, the peace that is in the, the atmosphere around is uh, astonishing. May my son experience such a peace. Because you can imagine, in the, as a king, you know, like the court's life, and uh, although you are very rich and then very powerful, a lot of trouble, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, conflicts and uh, greed and all those uh, things that, uh, that brings uh, fightings and uh, quarreling and things like this. So, of course, uh, if you know the story, uh, you read that uh, the king uh, had actually uh, committed a big crime and uh, he was worried a lot about that and uh, he had killed his father. So they say that uh, for the last uh, three months, you know, uh, till uh, after the, uh, the, the, the murder, then he could not sleep at all. <coughs> so anyway, the first uh, reaction that he had when he was encountering the Buddha is how peaceful this place is, how peaceful the communi community of meditators can be. And then he asked uh, some questions re regarding what is especially what is the, the, the fruits or what is the, the advantage and the reward of uh, the life of a religious uh, practitioner, of a monk. What is the, 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 the fruits that the spiritual person will get from, uh, from his practice? So, uh, the Buddha describes the, all the stage and all the, 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 the advantage that one will, uh, will get uh, uh, by doing a practice. And uh, they start with the various uh, advantage that one gets by practicing sila, and then he goes with more refined uh, practices that involves uh, concentration of the mind and uh, con uh, understanding of the mind process, and uh, uh, all those things that are uh, the gradual uh, training, actually. Everything that is related to the, uh, the teaching that we have uh, here in the compose in, in, the, in the text. And then, the, at the end of uh, the discourse, at the end of the discussion, then Ajatasattu is full of faith. And he tells the Buddha that uh, he had committed that crime, and uh, it's uh, horrible to have uh, killed his father, such a nice and uh, noble person like the, the, the king Bimbisara, who was very generous and actually was supporting also the Buddha and uh, he was a very good king, apparently. So uh, the son, Ajatasattu, realized how a big mistake he had done. And uh, the Buddha told him uh, that he, has, he is accepting his confession, that uh, this is good that you are aware of, uh, of your fault, and also it is good that uh, you are uh, planning not to uh, to restrain in the future, and uh, he says that uh, this is the uh, the characteristic of uh, spiritual uh, uh, progress. That is, if one is able to uh, confess a fault, to see a fault, and then uh, take the resolve to not to come to to, to, to uh, do that again, this is a sign of uh, of uh, this is a way for uh, evolution. This is a way for uh, good. Uh, Good practice. But also, uh, one, a few things that we can mention about this is uh, that uh, 
once he had killed his father, you know, like uh, just before that, uh, some three months ago, uh, a son was born to him. So the Ajata said too, he, he, he killed his father. And the day that his father died, then one of his queen gave uh, uh, birth to a son. And uh, uh, when he heard the news that uh, a son was born to him, then he got such a... Uh, an emotion of attachment, an, an emotion of, of care, wanting to care for his child. And, uh, and then when he realized what it was just to be, to just have the feeling of a father, then he went to, to his mother and uh, the queen, and then he asked her, was my father taking care of me? Was he attached to me? Did he like me? Did he love me? And then his mother told him, yes, of course, when you were a baby, when you were sick and then crying all the night, then he would take you in his arm and then console you, and then if you were needing anything, he would always uh, try to appease your, uh, your uh, worries, and uh, he would always try to, to make you uh, comfortable. So your father was very much attached to, to you. And also, uh, he was taking you, then also the, the, the king remembered that uh, his father was taking him, you know, by the end, when he was uh, walking around and then visiting places. And uh, also one incident that is uh, mentioned is that uh, once uh, the king was in, uh, like the father king, Bimbisara, he was in a, a congress or a meeting of uh, noble people, and uh, then uh, his son came running and uh, he had an infection, he had a wound on his, uh, on his finger with pus. And then the king, uh, out of compassion, he just put the finger in his mouth and then he swallowed the, the pus. And because he could not uh, spit it out, then he just uh, swallowed entirely. So how much he was uh, caring for his son was uh, unbelievable. That, uh, like some of you who are fathers probably know what, uh, what the attachment uh, one can have for uh, the son or for the daughter. The, uh, the king con confessed uh, his uh, fault to uh, the Buddha. Then the Buddha uh, just left him departing and uh, he didn't tell him uh, anything more. He had a lot of metta. So the king was very happy and then he went to do his business. But uh, when he was uh, uh, away, then the Buddha asked his monks uh, about the fate of uh, such a person and uh, what do you think that a person like uh, someone who has killed his father what do you think he will experience when he dies and do you think there will be any result of that after his death or do you think that death uh, is uh, finishing everything and everything is over we can consider that but uh, the Buddha said that, uh, well, the, it's really uh, bad luck for the King Ajatasattu because he, he was a very uh, uh, developed or he had a lot of paramis, but because of that fault, then he could not uh, attain, like if he had not made that uh, mistake, then he would have attained enlightenment, Sotapanna, just right there. But uh, the karma of having uh, made uh, a patricid is so strong that it is wiping out any kind of uh, other positive karma and uh, the king apparently was uh, to be reborn in hell for aeons and then also he said that uh, well because of his uh, meeting with the Buddha then after uh, I don't know how many uh, thousands of aeons uh, he will uh, take birth again and then he will become a Pacheka Buddha about you. <laughs> Maybe you have read, you know, in the, in the newsletter, okay, that uh, a course on Samatha 
is being given with a very great monk and a, a great teacher and then you are very enthusiastic and uh, you say yes this is what I want mm. or sometimes also you might have come and visit the place and then see the hall and uh, thinking wow this is so quiet and so peaceful like I had a friend who brought me here and uh, when he came to the hall he said wow this is amazing this hall so peaceful there is so much energy here that uh, it is very impressive so whatever the reason uh, you signed up for four months and uh, and then you have the hall for you for the rest of the four, for the rest of the three months so it's all for you and uh, then you sit here and then okay you think now I am alone in that hall the, the first thing you realize, you realize that uh, you are alone, but you are alone with others. And uh, you find out also that uh, others also are coughing, burping, and uh, sneezing, and moving around. And uh, not only that, but the, the floor is very creaky, the floor is very noisy. So if anyone happens to be late, then you, uh, you are aware of it very much. So sometimes because of these conditions you lose a patient and then you go to meditate in your room thinking, ah, yes, this is seclusion. And then you lock the door and then you start to practice your meditation. But again, the first thing you may notice is that uh, there is a second floor up there and uh, people are walking. And especially there is one guy, I don't know, but he probably wears a kind of boots with metal or... <laughs> Anytime he's walking, you can hear him from the end of the building. So if it's not for, for, the, for that guy, then anyone who is uh, going in and going out of his room also is making a lot of, uh, room, uh, lot of uh, noise with the, with the door. And uh, also, when you are refed up and you say, no, I, re I have worked a lot, then you decide to take a rest and to have a nap. And then one thing you notice, is that, uh, well, there is a bathroom and then there is a fan there. So people put the fan on when they are there. Huh? And the fan, if you are uh, a little bit uh, sensitive to your ears, the fan is, uh, an, uh, is creating a noise and uh, because this is the only noise you are hearing, then you feel that you are in a nuclear uh, atomic reactor plant, <laughs> something like that. So it's not very... Uh, comfortable then uh, then you decide to come back to the hall and uh, <laughs> and then you think yes that's a good hall and then I will stay here I will meditate and uh, I will be successful mm? and then you think oh wow you know there are some people you know when they get old they have hearing problems huh? so you start to envy those people <gasps> so wonderful those people don't hear anything and it's natural <laughs> But actually, the problem, or you know, you are, you, are, you are here and we ask you to analyze and try to find the causes of, of the difficulties. So, of course, it's not very long till you realize that uh, the real noise is inside of you. It's your mind. No? So, our mind is the real troublemaker. Our mind is the real uh, noise uh, creating uh, disturbance. So how can we how can we uh, calm down our mind? How can we uh, get uh, some peace in our mind? This is what uh, we are trying to do. It's like sometimes, like uh, in Sri Lanka, we had uh, we had a monk, and uh, he was an old monk, but uh, he was uh, quite. Uh, uh, inspiring and uh, apparently he had a very good meditation but uh, his temple was uh, just close to a railway uh, track and then you know three, two or three tracks uh, two or three tracks of, of train were passing by and every 20 minutes there will be a huge sound and uh, the train will be passing by and the old temple will shake you know and, uh, and we were we liked the monk very much we liked to go and visit him and then talk with him but every time there was a train passing by, it was just impossible. So we asked the monk, 
well, you know, how come, how can you accept to live in such a place? Why don't you go to the forest? And uh, this is so noisy. And then he was telling us, well, this is outside noise. This is not inside. So for him, he didn't make any trouble because his mind was peaceful. Inside there was peace, inside there was silence. So the external noise was not uh, disturbing so much for him. So how can we learn to, to develop that, uh, that internal, internal space? Hmm? So uh, it's one way that uh, some were describing is that uh, when you start to switch off, when we start uh, to switch off uh, the thoughts or the things that are not important in our mind, then the mind can settle on, on things that are uh, more uh, tranquil and peaceful. So the switching off is uh, something uh, very important. So the switching off also, like uh, now switching off, it reminds us of uh, electric, uh, electric uh, uh, relations. So uh, in some countries in Asia or in some countries, uh, you see that uh, they don't have the current electricity. It's not, uh, it's not uh, something that is, uh, that is obvious. It's not permanent. Also here uh, in in the West, you know. Uh, we have the facilities that uh, give us the impression that the electricity is, uh, is natural. We just switch on and then there is a lot of electricity. It's always there. But uh, some countries is not like this. And, uh, and then uh, also you have power cut during the day, then the, 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 the electricity can go off. And uh, sometimes also the electricity uh, is there, but it's so weak that uh, it's almost not there. It's like the... Uh, you know, the immaterial state, the last uh, jhana, you are aware that there is a perception, but uh, also there is almost no perception. So it is uh, sanya, neva sanya, neva sanya, nasanya, hmm? ayatana. So it's the same thing there. You look at the bulb and uh, you cannot say that there is no electricity, but you cannot say also <laughs> that there is electricity. But sometimes, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night, then the light will be very bright <coughs> and then it's very powerful. Why? Because everyone is, uh, everyone in the village is asleep. So they don't use anything. So uh, they don't use the electricity. So you have all the power is, is for yourself. Hmm? So, uh, so when we learn how to, to switch, switch off the unnecessary uh, patterns or the unnecessary uh, concern in our mind, then we can have a more powerful mind and then also we can have more, uh, we can use the mind in a, in a, a more efficient uh, way. So there is one sutta that is uh, speaking about uh, the dynamic of thoughts or the dynamic of uh, of the mind when uh, when we are doing the meditation and actually it's a it's a progress it's a it's a it's a refinement of the mind that evolves by itself so first what we do is uh, we calm down or we try to to restrain our body and then our speech uh, we avoid uh, bad conducts and also we try to restrain our mind as much as possible not to think uh, or encourage a bad thinking. So this is the first step. And then after that, uh, uh, we have uh, sensual thoughts, or thought of ill will, and also violent thoughts. So you have noticed that uh, sometimes you, uh, you meditate and the only thing you are worried about is about the lunch or the breakfast, and uh, you just think about food. Or <laughs> <laughs> Or sometimes also you think about the vacation you have lost, you have lost, or you have uh, you have missed. Now you could be in a, somewhere in a vacation resort and just have a lot of fun in here, on your pillow all the day, you know, and uh, struggling with uh, the dryness of uh, of uh, the hard ascetic life.
then sometimes also you get upset and uh, uh, you get thoughts that are not so uh, uh, well. It's better not to do them. Then the another types of thought that will uh, arise is, is the thoughts about the relatives and the home country and also your reputation. Uh, so. Uh, you think about uh, your brother or your mother, your parents, and then your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and then you just uh, enjoy, you just, uh, you just uh, cultivate that type of uh, of thinking, and uh, and and it is there. So so when you look, when you continue your meditation, these types of thoughts also uh, come to settle down and uh, they don't worry anymore. Like now, most of you uh, are don't, don't have uh, these uh, uh, overpowering uh, types of thoughts. You are able to, to just to, to be with your meditation and not to be overpowered with that kind of uh, uh, disturbance. Then, uh, also, then thoughts also regarding higher mental states that uh, you experience in meditation. Then also later on, we, you start about thinking about the uh, deep aspects of the Dhamma, or you start to have uh, projects about uh, how you are going to teach the Dhamma, and uh, how you are going to organize your school, and then the building, the architect of your school with the yoga class in the first floor, and then meditation room on the second floor, and then how you will approach it, and how you will explain all those things to your friends, and also there will be a tea room, where you can all enjoy the conversation together and have a good time. So these are called Dhamma Vitaka. So also there are thoughts that uh, are associated with the Dhamma, but uh, more related to your own practice. When uh, practice go, goes uh, deeper and deeper, then we get some insight and uh, we get other perspective of life. So. Uh, definitely, it's uh, it's very interesting to to see the evolution of our thinking process. So, the last types of thought, the last types of thought are more uh, subtle, and then they are more uh, uh, going to the essential, and it's uh, it's a, it's also another type of thought. So the concentration at the beginning also that we are getting, like when we practice mostly a samatha meditation, then uh, the concentration or the calm is, uh, is uh, mostly with the effort and then we suppress the defilement. So with force and uh, uh, suppression we are able to keep the mind calm. But also the more we practice, the more the, nat the, 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 the practice itself becomes natural and uh, we get some insight into, uh, into our mind and insight into all the, 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 all the process in general and uh, that insight actually is also strengthening the, the concentration but uh, that type of concentration that is coming out of maturity is a, a concentration that is uh, more stable and also a deeper type of concentration so at the end we eventually succeed to, to have a, a, some deep uh, genuine sense of, uh, of peace because of uh, our efforts uh, towards concentration, but also because of uh, the understanding that we have developed with the experience. It is just a question of experience, and a question of uh, uh, continuity, and, uh, and a question of practice. There is another sutta also that uh, those, uh, these suttas, they are uh, in the Anguttara, Anguttara Nikaya. So there is another sutta that speaks about uh, uh, eight types of thoughts that uh, of a great man. And uh, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, it was spoken by the Buddha to his disciple Anuruddha. And uh, Anuruddha was a monk who was the, the best, or he was the, yeah, the, 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 the the eye repute of uh, being the specialist for the div divine eye. So we can see you know, he, had, he had that uh, psychic ability that uh, was giving him the possibility to see uh, all kinds of planes of existence and also to, to see with his mind uh, things happening very far away. And uh, when he was meditating that uh, Anuruddha, he realized uh, seven things. The first one was that uh, these Dhamma are for one of you which is 
they are not for one with many wishes. Then the second thought he had is that these dhammas are for the contented, not for the discontented. Then uh, another one is that uh, these dharmas are for the secluded, not for one who loves company. Then the fifth one is these dharmas are for the energetic, not for the indolent. And uh, another one, these dharmas are for one of vigilant, vigilant mindfulness, not for one of uh, loose, lax mindfulness. Also the other one, these dhammas are for one with a concentrated mind, not for one with a non-concentrated mind. And the last one, these dhammas are for the wise ones, not for one without a wisdom. So when the Buddha heard them, he added to these seven thoughts, also these dhammas are for one who delights in onwardly, who rejoice in the onwardly. It is not for one who rejoice and delight in the worldliness. So whenever the Buddha said to him that uh, if someone is reflecting in these types of thoughts, actually it's not, uh, it's not thinking about anything, it's, it's talking about uh, to be contented, to be energetic, and to be mindful. And so when someone reflects about these thoughts that uh, actually bring some qualities to them, then uh, it is very easy for someone like that to develop jhana. It is very easy because uh, all the conditions are there and the, 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 the thoughts are thoughts oriented towards uh, the objective and thoughts are, are not dispersed. So it is very easy to just to switch one, uh, one button and then the jhana will, will, the jhana will come. So these were the, the, the thoughts that were uh, uh, spoken about there. So uh, there are some people who say that uh, the jhana are not needed on the practice in the, in the Buddhist teaching. Jhana is not needed. So here, uh, also in the Ankutara, also in, the, in a, another book, also it is mentioned about uh, four ways that uh, someone can attain a, a hardship. And uh, these uh, four ways were explained. Uh, uh, by Ananda, and also it was uh, repeated also by uh, Sariputta in the Patisambhida Magga. So, what are the four ways that uh, are spoken about? So they say, they were saying that, uh, uh, they were describing uh, the, the, the report that they heard uh, from people who, who, who admit, who, um, who said that they had become Arab, and then uh, the some uh, of these practitioners who came to a very high uh, insight up to arahantship first uh, declare that uh, they came to that uh, level of arahantship by uh, insight preceded by tranquility, that is samatha, ubangama, vipassana. That means. Uh, that means uh, uh, these people, they practice samatha up to jhanas or they practice uh, samatha, establish the, their samatha meditation and then after that, uh, when they are satisfied, they practice uh, vipassana meditation. So the second type of uh, people were the people who practice uh, vipassana first and then after that they practice samatha. So they start straight away with the vipassana meditation, and then when they realize some, uh, uh, some, uh, no, no, not, not when they realize, but uh, anyway, on the on their practice, you know, after some times of uh, vipassana, then uh, they come to to practice samatha. There are interp interpretations regarding uh, the commentaries uh, explained in various in a few. Uh, 
the differences uh, what it means but uh, the basic meaning is that uh, someone practices uh, insight and then after that the time he, he practices uh, samatha then the third one is uh, someone who practices uh, tranquil tranquility and insight uh, mixed uh, together this is samatha vipassana and yoganadda that means it is yoked together so someone will do for example uh, uh, attain jhana and then from the jhana he will, he will reflect he will do the, the insight exercises on the jhana dhamma and then he will go into jhana again and then get out and do, do the, the vipassana so uh, he will combine both the, the practice of uh, samatha and vipassana and then there is a fourth type of person who is described actually as uh, someone who is uh, practicing pure insight the vipassana suddha yanika and uh, here the, the, in the sutta the way it is described is that uh, someone a meditator is full of agitation and then he is full of, uh, of worry and then because of uh, many causes because sometimes uh, meditation brings a lot of uh, sometimes it is due to insight but meditation can bring a lot of uh, turmoil but the person is able to see the turmoil as a, as a subject of meditation so the turmoil or, or the agitation or all the, 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 the defilement that can come with the insight practice become the object of meditation so when these people are doing that when they practice just a bare insight into uh, into their into their uh, mental states then little by little their mind also is getting uh, calmer and then at some point uh, they, they get calmer and then they realize uh, things that are uh, really uh, beyond the agitation and worry but uh, uh, although here they don't say that uh, the person will attain jhana uh, if eventually these people attain the, the path uh, then uh, the path also is a kind of jhana so the Abhidhamma uh, speaks about uh, the, 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 the maga you know, maga pala or the, someone who is attaining the path then it cannot be done without the jhana so it's a lukuttara jhana so uh, regarding that fourth person he is practicing vipassana all the time and then of course when it comes to attainment then uh, the peace that is there is, uh, is the peace of Nibbana and this is uh, uh, a state related to, to a very special uh, uh, calm of the mind in some other sutta there is a there is the explanation about uh, four kinds of development four kinds of uh, practices of uh, jhana or concentration so uh, the first description of the jhana or the samatha uh, achieved is the uh, what are the benefits or what is the development of it is that uh, the, the, the concentration leads to a pleasant abiding dwelling uh, in this real life so they, they speak about uh, the, the, the state of, a jhana, of uh, someone who, who has jhana, uh, a peaceful abiding here and now, because it's very peaceful and uh, it's very uh, restful. So this is the advantage of uh, practicing jhana. Then another uh, kind of development is uh, that uh, someone is practicing jhana, but uh, the jhana itself leads to obtaining knowledge and vision. So this is in reference to someone who is having a deep uh, concentration with the jhanas and then he develops uh, the, the, di the divine eye or he develops uh, uh, some kind of uh, psychic powers that uh, give uh, a very high pot a potential to the, to the mind. So this is also another advantage or another way to develop the jhana to, in order to uh, uh, to develop some uh, psychic abilities that are not uh, normal to any to, to, to everybody. So the third uh, kind of uh, development is the development of uh, of the jhana, but together with the mindfulness and clear comprehension. 
Of course, the, the, the any kind of dhyana is accompanied by mindfulness and clear comprehension, but uh, this one is that uh, someone together with the jhana will combine it with uh, with insight exercises. So the goal or the, uh, the the characteristic of jhana will be the combination with uh, with mindfulness and uh, clear uh, comprehension, sati, sampajanya. And uh, then another uh, type of concentration is the the someone who is using the jhana for the destructions of uh, the taints. That means someone who is having, uh, you know, attaining arachip or some kind of a spiritual uh, enlightenment. So this is the fourth type of, of advantage or four type, four types of uh, development uh, that uh, jhana or concentration can uh, uh, bring us to. Speaking about Buddhist uh, principle and stories, uh, we'll come back to our uh, centuries. And uh, uh, most of you probably know about uh, Charles Lindbergh. You know, he was a, there was a stamp actually in the 50s or 60s uh, made out of him. And uh, it is the, the first aviator uh, airplane. He was an airplane. Uh, engineer for aeronautic and uh, he designed a plane that uh, could uh, uh, fly straight away from uh, New York to Europe to Paris. So he had a non-stop uh, flight. Do you know him? Do you know his name? Yes, huh? Yeah. So uh, I bring his story because I, I find it a little bit interesting and uh, he was a special person. So what can we get from his, uh, from his uh, story? What can we learn from that? So you know that uh, the motivation, or the, the uh, in the it was in 1927, no? And uh, at that time there was a person who, who, who proposed. Uh, I forgot his name, but uh, there was a person, a rich person, who, who wanted to have uh, the aeronautic developed, and uh, he had uh, put. Uh, a competition, and then the price was uh, twenty-five thousand dollars for 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 those who could uh, achieve uh, uh, special uh, things uh, in the field of aeronautics. So the competition was actually to uh, uh, to cross the Atlantic uh, without uh, without a break. And uh, for a few years, the competition had been going on, but uh, no one really had achieved that. But there were other competitors. So is, uh, this, uh, this Lindbergh, he decided at a certain point, he built all his, uh, his uh, he constructed his plane and uh, uh, they say that uh, his success lied in his decision to fly into weather conditions that were clearing, but not clear enough for others to consider safe. So he was able to take risks. And then he had the courage also to, to go for this. He had confidence that uh, his, uh, his uh, project will, will come to success. And uh, he is told uh, to have said, what kind of man will live where there is no danger? I don't believe in taking foolish chances, but nothing can be accomplished by not taking a chance at all. So uh, in that competition, actually, uh, lives were lost by men competing, competing for the prize. And uh, there, in that year, there, there were uh, three crashes, uh, three separate crashes, and a total of six deaths and uh, three injured in a fourth crash. And then also, altogether, there were uh, uh, 40 pilots who tried uh, the, to attempt to, uh, to, to do that flight. And out of them, there were uh, 21 deaths. So 21. So he, it was not. Uh, it was he was taking a, a risk. Huh? But uh, he was taking a risk. But uh, he studied. He made a plan. So he was not a fool. And uh, and then he designed a special type of plane. 
he talked about the difficulties that the people encounter and also he talked about the challenge of the weather and the winds and uh, and then uh, he came with this model that was uh, it was called uh, the, the the spirit of St. Louis this is the name of his plane and uh, the first thing that he, he realized that uh, is that uh, in these days they were trying to get stronger uh, to fly in, in longer distances so they were using mostly uh, three motors, uh, airplanes, uh, with three uh, with three engines. Engines, and uh, then he thought, no, this is uh, too heavy and it's not necessary and it is too too much consuming. So he decided to put only one uh, engine on his motor, on his uh, on his plane. Also, uh, he, he thought that uh, of course he needed a lot of fuel and. Uh, then, uh, instead of putting the fuel where it, it was normally uh, put in the, in the planes of these days, he put the, f the fuel in, s in the front of his machine. So that means he had a cockpit, and then in front there was the motor there, and then the fuel uh, was a big tank just in front uh, of, uh, of the cockpit. And uh, this helped to, uh, to balance the weight of uh, the plane. So the, plate, the plane was not uh, out of balance because the, the, the fuel was just in the middle or a little bit in front. You know. So it was a complete uh, a balance in sense of, uh, in sense of, the, of, the, of, the, of the weight. But uh, because of that, because of the, 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 the huge fuel tank that uh, he had in front of uh, of himself, uh, uh, he decided not to put the front uh, windshield. That means he didn't have a window. Or he didn't have. A, he, did, he could not see anything. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the only windows. That's funny, no? The only windows. He had two small uh, uh, windows on the side, but in front he was not seeing anything. So how do you think he was managing? Not know, right? He was using a periscope. <laughs> also, that person had a very tall leg. If you see the photo of him, you know, when he's winning the prize, then the, the guy who is giving the prize is just so short, but to him, he is just like a giant. So. Uh, his cockpit, if you look at the cockpit of his plane, it was very, very small. So he made it actually, he, he, keep, he kept it limited just to be uncomfortable because it was a 40 hours flight and then he had to keep awake. So he, he should not, he, he will not, uh, it will not allow, I mean, he, he, he should not sleep. Mm -hmm. So for that, he, he made it a little bit un uncomfortable. And also for the uh, for the flight, the convenience, convenience for the weight and everything, he decided to fly alone, whereas the others they were flying by, the, by themselves. So he had designed the motor, you know, his engine was uh, able to operate for about uh, 9,000 hours without, uh, without a break continuously. So his flight it took about uh, 40 hours only. And then to, to resume, you know, uh, he was so uh, so precise and then so strict about the conditions that uh, needed to, to be fulfilled uh, to succeed that uh, uh, that he will be ready to do anything for it. And uh, then for weight consideration, he did not bring a parachute. <laughs> But of, but of course he had an uh, inflatable uh, raft just in case he fell in the ocean. But anyway, he didn't have a parachute and also uh, he didn't bring a radio, which in these days he had very big radio. So he decided not to bring any, the radio in his, uh, in his plane. And uh, also it was, uh, you know, he was uh, at a certain point, I think he was working for the US mail uh, post uh, service or something. So anyway, he was... Uh, the, the project was uh, eventually to be used for, for the postal service and uh, when he left uh, when he left America then uh, on his way 
on his way to, to, uh, to the plane, some people propose him to, to bring some letters, you know, just a few letters so that he can deliver when he arrives to Europe. And he, he said, no, even one ounce, one extra ounce can bring me trouble. So he didn't bring any letters. What can we, how can we make a parallel with this, you know? How can we make a parallel with this? So, let me try, let me try a little bit. Is that uh, EDE was not seeing in front of him, and also just very little on the sideways. So, uh, we can say that he needed to be, uh, to control his sense uh, doors. He was aware, he had to be very careful about the impact that uh, uh, I mean, uh, in our meditation, we have to control our sense, uh, the, the sense input, and how we react to the sense uh, input. Then also, uh, mm -hmm. then also, uh, he didn't have any uh, automatic pilot, hmm? so that means uh, mindfulness had to be there always. No permission to sleep in the meditation. But the main thing is the uh, concern about weight. Extra weight is a trouble. So my question is, how do we relate the parachute? No parachute for us. And the radio, do you, any one of us is carrying a radio in his mind? <laughs> radio is not allowed. Hmm? So what is the radio there? We have the radio bringing us, uh, you know, some kind of comforting music. Also, uh, sometimes when we are bored, we put the radio and then listen to the news, uh, sports, and the comments about the uh, political situation and then the economics, and uh, comments about uh, our progress in meditation, and comments about uh, what we are doing when we achieve our aim, and then the comments about uh, our not succeeding, and then the comments about this, comments about the neighbors, and then all the time just full of comments and commercials. So this comes with the radio. So if you notice that you have uh, any type of radio uh, connection there, uh, try to get rid of it. Hmm? And also no letter. Hmm. You know, you should keep your sweetheart away. <laughs> no need to think too much about uh, other people, or no need to involve emotional uh, thinking that that is actually uh, not so much necessary. This is my saving part. The conclusion is there, <laughs> so I am sure to be able to end properly. <laughs> so, uh, then when we are on a plane, let's say this is our plane and then we want to cross the Atlantic, hmm? we need to switch off unnecessary things and we need to switch on what is necessary. What is necessary? What do we need to switch on? We need to switch on one of the four uh, IDs that we have seen uh, the, other, the other day and also we need to switch on and then to balance the five efforts that uh, we have also uh, considered and uh, we need to switch on the seven bojangas and then also to balance the seven factors of enlightenment and uh, uh, we need also to switch on the fourth satipatthana and uh, also of course the eightfold noble path so we don't go into details because we assume that you know these things. But uh, just remember from time to time these qualities of Dhammas and uh, these, uh, these principles that actually we, we, we need to, uh, to connect in ourselves. And, uh, and then also they, they need to be oriented only to one motor. We are using only one motor. So our meditation so should be our aim. And then if everything else is switched off, then uh, our motor is going to be uh, uh, very powerful. And one thing to avoid is to switch on the uh, 
ejecting a seat, you know, in case of emergency. So don't do that, and then uh, continue to meditate, and uh, one day you will cross the Atlantic. We have to listen to ourselves, and uh, everybody is not the same. We are all different, so sometimes we need more sleep. Hmm? But also sometimes we see that, uh, well, after a few weeks, we have rested enough, and uh, uh, we are not. We feel that we are not especially under stress, and uh, but still we feel sleepy. So this type of uh, sleepiness should be uh, sh should be uh, opposed, or we should put more energy. But uh, we have to see what what do we really need at, as a sleep, and uh, we should not exaggerate. We should see about our needs, and also to see how to balance uh, uh, not enough sleep with uh, too much sleep. But also to force a little bit, you know, like uh, already the schedule is, is is quite early compared to normal, huh? uh, like for you start at four o'clock, and so this is already a, a kind of. Uh, uh, encouragement not to sleep too much but uh, also when we do the meditation then also the, the need for sleep is uh, getting less and less so at a certain point also uh, the sleep is not uh, so much necessary and then we have to try to find out the, the continuity in the practice where uh, sleep will be also uh, involving some kind of uh, wakefulness so actually we will just be resting and uh, sleep will, uh, will not be uh, overpowering as it used to uh, as it used to be if when you lie down and then it takes half an hour or a long time to go to sleep that means maybe uh, you, you maybe you could put more effort and also when you lie down and then your meditation is very clean and uh, so so sometimes you see well uh, I still have an, I still have more energy and so you you can see also you you, you, you can see if it is uh, if it is necessary some people also are more uh, 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 more attracted or they are more uh, productive in the night or the evening time hmm? And so they can stay up uh, late at night. So that's good for them, just to use the the, the, the time that their uh, organism is more uh, comfortable and convenient. And sometimes, and some people are better in the morning. In the morning, they they get uh, really early, and in in the morning they are very productive. So this the that time that these people should also use the the time that is uh, more convenient for them. So these people sometimes in the evening they are more tired, and so. We should see that we have enough rest, and also that uh, if uh, our uh, faculties are very clear or very much balanced, then also the, the need for the sleep will uh, will come to be identified uh, properly. Like if we look, uh, if you, if we look sometimes in the in the in the practice that we find in. The, uh, in the in the text, but also in the reality, like in Asia or also in the West, you have people who are so strong or so committed to their meditation that they will not sleep. They will take the the, 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 the commitment not to sleep for three months or not to sleep for for a, a long time, a long period of time. So, out of effort, out of energy, they are able to combat and they are able to 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 go beyond the physical need of sleep and the. Uh, because of uh, their meditation, also they are able to go into a state of samadhi where the, the samadhi, because the mind is so balanced, that samadhi is uh, as refreshing as uh, if they were having a very deep uh, sleep. 
there are stories and uh, actually biographies of uh, good meditators who were never sleeping and they were tested. They always they never lie down and uh, they always uh, sit or walk or, or uh, stand, but they don't uh, they don't lie down to sleep. So, uh, so it's up to you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.